to you live from a hot topic located in one of many malls established across the U.S. of A. I'm surrounded by the cold, lifeless plastic guys and Rick and Morty figurines everywhere. There's a Spencer's, there's a GameStop over there. Anyways, this is Merchant Dimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty merchandise podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, I'm Brandon. And welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, despite anything you might have heard to the contrary mere moments ago. Nothing. Nothing you heard could prepare you for that. I uh, I woke up from a nap probably it, uh, like five minutes before I wrote that. And as I, <laughs> as I was writing it, I'm like, this this is stupid. I, I hate what I'm writing right now. Uh, but it's all I can muster. It's it's the energy it made I can the cut. muster. It made the show. Uh, I feel <laughs> like collectively we're taking a lot of naps lately, Brandon. It's <laughs> it's these late hot summer nights, you know, just staying up farming in Stardew Valley and you know doing <laughs> doing all those things that responsible adults do in their spare time. That is that is correct, Travis. Uh, yeah, I think we're get, I think we're getting old. I think that's really I, what it is. Yeah, I I feel it. I, I especially when I talk to people who are like ten years younger than me, and they talk about how old they feel, and I'm like, <laughs> you feel like a child to me in the way that you're yeah. tackling life's problems. Anyway, but, but, but you, know, uh, you know you know how you know how we're not old though. We could still use social media, and oh, you can yeah. use social media bam, too, bam, Unity. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, we're on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. You can find us over on our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. Sometimes we post our new episodes on Rick and Morty Reddit.com. Uh, we are also on Facebook, www.facebook.com. Dat, oh, no dat, but Rick and Morty Podcast. Yeah, where all the hip young kids are hanging out on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Uh, www.myspace.com slash <laughs> we're not on there. Rick and Morty Pod. Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, RT Public Sites. You can go check that out. And, and all the shirts that we've selectively curated to make sure that they're legitimate. That's it. You can get the link there at www.apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. Or on our homepage, there's a link at the top. And then finally, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rick and Morty Pod. If you want to support the show, if you want to support Travis and I rambling on about Rick and Morty for 70 more episodes at least, please. At least. At least 70 more. We're going to do way more than 70, Brandon. Because it's going to take at least 70 (laughs) more episodes of this podcast before we get to the 70 episodes of Rick and Morty. (laughs) Uh, That's, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. We're definitely going to hit episode (laughs) 70 of this podcast, like potentially before those episodes start turning out. Like, I don't know. What's the over under on hitting 70? You guys let (laughs) us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you guys think. No, no doubt. Uh, But that's that's it for that. Uh, Travis, I think you know what time it is. I think it's time for semi-pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news. You... Got the news. Don't look at the newspaper. Uh uh. Don't look at the New York Times. No, uh. Don't look at the Wall Street Journal. No, how? Don't look anywhere but here. Semi-friendly news. Semi-friendly news. (laughs) Yeah. This is is the spot. 
you know, stop scrolling that news feed. Here's Let's a here's a here's a thing. You know, New York Times they only have like three free articles a month, so you yeah. can't you can't rely on them for your news. Yeah, I mean, what do they do in the rest of the month when they're <laughs> done making those three free articles <laughs> that I read? Exactly. Uh, uh, so so what's you know if they if they say that uh, if you can't beat them, join them. If if it's if the news is slow, make your own. Uh, so so what is, what is our first topic here in semi pertinent news? Brandon? The first topic. How do we want? How do I want to address this? Uh, straight up, Jeopardy. They they went buck wild for Rick and Morty. They ha- <laughs> they had an entire board dedicated to Rick and Morty. So each of the categories was a Rick and Morty themed category. None of the, the none of them were Rick and Morty questions. But the the titles were so it was it was Rick and Morty, you pass butter, keep summer safe, um, show me what you got, show me what you got, and that's the way the news my, goes. My man, my man. Um, I think that was all of them. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Those those, those categories, and uh, yeah, I I thought that was super cool. I I posted, I posted my initial retweet of it, and. Uh, it was like, oh, I want to have your baby or something. It was something like that. And then I then I sent you the picture, and you're like, well, to be fair, you have to have a really high IQ to enjoy Jeopardy. I was like, oh shit, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> that's that's that should have been that should have been my response in the first place. And so I just commented on on Jeopardy's tweet with that. And then look at that, they retweeted us. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, Official Jeopardy retweet highlight of our professional <laughs> podcaster careers. Yes, and it wasn't any re- just any retweet. They can they finished the meme off saying that yes, they do have Alex Trebek tattoos, and no, we cannot see them. <laughs> just whoever is running the social media for <laughs> hit uh, game show Jeopardy, well done, very well played, well done, um, guys. But yeah, and and thanks to everybody that liked and retweeted and uh, commented on on those tweets because uh, it was a lot of fun. I watched I watched that episode of Jeopardy. Did you watch it, Brandon? Of course. I mean, I probably would have watched it Jeopardy anyway because I'm I'm old. I, I I remember telling you <laughs> I set my DVR for like four thirty in the <laughs> afternoon to catch that episode of Jeopardy, and I never felt more like a senior citizen than I did in that moment. I think if you'd said. Yeah, I, I, I set uh, my TiVo to record it. Then then you I think you would have been older. I had to make sure the time on the VHS player was right and that I had a fresh tape in so I could get my programs. Honey? Honey? <laughs> How do I make this get off the twelve zero zero? You know Did we're... you record my stories, Jim? <laughs> we're getting to an age where it, it's so weird how we're getting to an age where some of those things just those references are, are going to get lost. They're going to get lost to time. And that's not a joke about the VCR. Uh, just that, yeah, like... No, they are. You know? Yeah, like, I, I saw a video recently where they handed kids uh, a compact disc. And they were trying to figure out how to, like, play the MP3s on it. And they're like, where's the screen? Like, how does it work? Yeah. Um, and that makes me feel old. On, on, Yay. On Twitter, I saw somebody say, uh, I'm... <laughs> I forget how he worded it, but... I'm officially I'm don't know what Weird Al is parodying age or something like that. That's how oh I am. Gosh. I don't know what songs he's parodying. <sighs> yeah. 
yeah, we're there. Uh, all right, what else? Oh, uh, another bit of semi-pertinent news. Uh, this one coming from Instagram. It was also pushed out, I think, on Facebook and, and Twitter as well. Uh, but it was Dan Harmon showing off uh, a circle drawn on a whiteboard uh, in what appears to be the writer's room for Rick and Morty. And if you follow uh, the process at all for how stories are developed, Dan Harmon uh, has a method, a story circle in eight parts. Uh, so it's it's kind of cool to just kind of see like, hey, they're making progress. They drew a circle. Hopefully they actually uh, start hitting some quadrants on that circle with, with a future episode. It's the alpha and the omega. It's the story circle. You're leaving the comfort zone and will eventually return to it changed uh brandon <laughs> do you think we should do like an episode dedicated to the story circle like do you think or is, is that too far of a reach like to to do like <laughs> an actual main thing that's just the story circle maybe if we have a writer on if we can get another writer on the show maybe we can talk about the story yeah circle. yeah i i think uh, i was just about to say if we can get if we can get another writer from the show who's who's gone through a story circle and, and maybe like has worked on one of those episodes can like walk us walk us through the beats yeah uh or or maybe or maybe they hate it and they just do it because (laughs) you know dan Harmon runs the whole thing or 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 we we just do it so contrived i wish we could just do something original (laughs) i just want to write a story okay i don't need to be confined to (laughs) Harmon's way Clearly, it's working well for them, yeah, so I, I wouldn't knock it. Uh, and speaking of of Dan Harmon, right. uh, we have one more little segment, a mini micro segment, if you will, <laughs> in semi pertinent news, and that's the Dan Harmon tweet minute. It's Dan Harmon tweeting minute. When you think that you have a minute, well, go out to Twitter if you have a chance and find Dan Harmon's Twitter minute. That was almost that was almost a complete like that's almost like the final version. It's like you're it's like you're <laughs> slowly editing the song and and like it's pretty soon you're gonna have it pre recorded. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you you wish. I, I'm I'm trying. I'm working on pre recorded. <laughs> uh, oh, he's trying. <laughs> uh, here here's a, here's a tweet from Dan Harmon on the second of July and. Yeah, we're gonna get a hi- into a hiatus soon on this show, a brief month hiatus or so. Uh, not not this week, not the next episode, but after that. Um, so hopefully we'll have a lot more Dan Harmon tweets. Maybe he comes back for more than like literally. Five it's gone from like finding the best Harmon tweet of the week to just finding the one time Harmon tweeted <laughs> in the last two weeks. That's right. Just just as I'm starting to put the finishing touches on the song. <laughs> uh here here he says okay can't let recommending comedy specials turn into me consuming this societal mudslide get back out of my eyeballs earth see you on instagram we about to plank and holler, uh, <laughs> holler maybe holler. we should change this to the dan Harmon insta minute or instagram minute oh um, yeah that's uh, because nothing nothing translates better on an audio podcast than a social media platform that focuses on visuals. <laughs> uh, it's it's Dan Harmon Instagram minute, and and then it's then it's nothing. It's just all right. It's that just was a it, guys. <laughs> it's it's just him like breathing heavily from his workout live videos on Instagram. That, that's right, and that's that's it. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it for semi pertinent news. Uh, if you find a news story that is 
uh, somewhat Rick and Morty related that you think is worth uh, us talking about on a future episode, send it to us at Rick and Morty Pod or over our, on uh, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what stories you think are interesting because uh, we, we try to find something good, but I don't know. Maybe you're Maybe you're better than us. I think I have high confidence you are. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, and that's uh, that, that's a up, vote. That's a, that is a vote of confidence. So you can't confidence. you can't pass up. That's, that's right. That's golden right there. That's like Reddit gold. Yeah. You don't, Sheer numbers alone, unity. You've got to you've got to <laughs> be better than us in, in just about every way. Uh, all right. Next up is my favorite segment of the show. It's time for the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. It's the main thing. Three hours later. Yeah, it's the main thing. And. We're not talking episodes this week. We're not, no, we're not talking season one. Nope. No one is even going to mention season one. Nope. The first season of the show Rick and Morty. We won't talk about not a one. First season, not even once. Nope. No one would say it one time. One is the uh, loneliest no, season that you'll ever know. I, I believe that to be true. Uh, it's interview week. We have an interview this week, uh, and we're talking merch. Yeah. Now I, I don't know if I don't know if you you were able to catch this via the intro that i wrote earlier <laughs> but yes we we are we're talking about merchandise specifically we're talking about merchandise with a merchandiserie uh that's not the official Merch- merchandiserer <laughs> merchandiserer uh we're talking to josh a, a merchant man <laughs> i don't know <laughs> merchant marine uh we're talking to josh merman he is the co-founder of zen monkey studios one of one of the official licensees for Rick and Morty merchandise. And uh, Travis and I, we both have a couple shirts, uh, some pins from the from the store. Uh, Travis is pointing to one of the pins that he has on his mic pop filter right now. Pop filter. Pop. Pop. <laughs> pop. Uh, Not to be confused with pop fun codes. <laughs> uh, we, we wanted to reach out to Zen Monkey Studios Uh and 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 talk to them about merchandise and what it takes to get into the merchandising aspect of of any of any show really, and uh, you know what's what separates um, unofficial versus official licensed merchandise. Uh, so we're talking about even where you know we even talk about our, our T public or we talk about like Comic Con stuff, uh, and, and you know what what all goes into that artistry etc. So yeah, uh, so sit back, relax. Don't close your eyes if you're driving, but you know maybe if you're not, just you know whatever. Don't fall asleep. But uh, <laughs> without further ado, uh, here is our interview with Josh Merman from Zen Monkey Studios. Hey everybody, uh, welcome. We have a very special guest with us today from Zen Monkey Studios, Josh Merman. Did I pronounce that right, Josh? You pronounced it correctly, just like Eugene. Ah, nice. yes. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and. Uh, what can, what can, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, sort of like working in illustration, sort of what led you towards uh, sort of that career path in life? I mean, I came from a family that's extremely supportive, so I've been drawing my whole life. 
uh, you know, my mom was like, if you're going to draw on the walls, draw on the closet walls. So for a good <laughs> 10 years, we had doodles from when I was like three years old in the closet walls. Uh, and it just never went away, that passion. And I went to school in Manhattan at the School of Visual Arts, and I, and I majored in illustration. And uh, just everything just led to eventually running a small little company that focuses on nerdy pop culture products that's worth wearing or collecting. And yeah, I mean, that's what got Justin's attention. Was, was it always a desire for you to kind of like start your own company or start your own brand? Or were you just like really looking for a way to like highlight the things you were passionate about? Like how did, how did you decide like to just like move in your own direction with, with licensed merchandise? Well, it's, it's really because, uh, um, where do I start? Uh, when I got out of school, I worked at the Apple store. I worked at the Apple store, uh, for about a year. And then I got a job at rockstar games. And okay. uh, I worked on Grand Theft Auto 4, and uh, it just was not for me. And then, uh, so I was applying for freelance work, and I did freelance work for a bunch of years. And after I did freelance work, uh, I started submitting my artwork to clothing companies, and that's, that started making us a lot of money. But the problem <laughs> was uh, the checks were not frequent. And I realized being a freelancer, the way I was being a freelancer, I could not make a livable wage. And uh, my father was also having some financial problems with uh, the company he worked at. So my mom said, like, why don't we spend the time and energy and make a family company? And that was around like December 2011. So for the first half of 2012, we you know, we had meetings with the bank and we filed all the appropriate, uh, the appropriate documents and we created Zen Monkey Studios that came out publicly. Our website opened up July 4th, 2012. Woo. Oh, so, well, happy birthday. Happy thank you. Recording on July 5th for, for this yep. interview. So. so we just uh, passed six years. That's amazing. Uh, congratulations for that. Uh, how, how do you sort of get into like licensing merchandise like what what if, just for people that aren't familiar with it is because some people are like oh i'll just make a shirt that has like rick and morty on it and i'll be good but there's actually uh, like a pretty uh set process right for for doing it the right way well it's like a catch-22 so you got to okay. prove that you're worth the investment for this these corporations to spend time and money and lawyers to like go over your agreements in the first place and if, if you're worth their time and money, then they're going to probably give you a contract. And then uh, you need to offer them a minimum guarantee. So let's talk about Rick and Morty specifically. Uh, before Rick and Morty, we had an agreement with Jim Henson Company. Okay. So uh, we had experience in licensing, but uh, Justin found us at New York Comic Con, I want to say... 2014 he found us and he really liked our booth and he really liked what we were doing because at the time the only other licensees uh, he was not very happy with he just they weren't pounding anything out and he wanted specifically cool products for the fans to enjoy that's what that that was his goal so he did get a hold of a few other booths but i was the one that really like you know kept talking to him and showed that uh, i was really serious and stuff and it also helped that I was a fan of the show because uh, I remember when season one came out, uh, the first few episodes were free on YouTube. 
So um, <laughs> that's how I got into Rick and Morty. And um, we kept in touch through Twitter. And then uh, he was talking about Loot Crate. And I said, hey, you know, I've done some freelance work for Loot Crate. He's like, are you serious? And then he emails uh, the licensing manager at corporate and says, I want this company's MLP Studios to have our license. So uh, someone at corporate emailed me and said, Justin tells us that uh, he wants you guys to do Rick and Morty stuff for us. So uh, it was an unorthodox way to get the license, but that's how we got it. But then we had to promise them a minimum guarantee. So it cost us five figures before we, uh, right after we signed everything, before we started selling anything, to pay Cartoon Network to say, this is the money we're going to give you. So if we flop or anything, you still get this amount, set amount of money. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. So um, fortunately, uh, people were famished and starving for some, uh, you know, official products. So our first four shirts. We've probably sold like a thousand shirts like in the first two days. And Justin was texting me being like, is this good? I'm like, this, yes. <laughs> yes. This, this is, this is definitely good. Yeah. I, 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 I watched, uh, uh, you, you did a, you did a Twitch, the history of Zen monkey studios. I was, I was, I was one of the, the folks who watched that. And it was, yeah. you, you, you mentioned that, uh, some folks were like, you're, you're kind of crazy if you're trying to do this, the license for Rick and Morty, like it's a good show, but uh, yeah. like, is that, is that really what you want to do? And, and yeah. you're talking about this licensing piece right here. Like the, you're, you're promising to give them so much money. It makes so much more sense that it, it was a risk for you to, to, to leap. I mean, I was a big fan of poker when I was younger and I would play online poker and go to casinos. <laughs> so I kind of just shifted my gambling to business with licenses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was one of my college roommates. He was like, Hey man, yeah, I'm in LA now. Um, like the guys over here, we we like Rick and Morty. It's a really good show, but like no one's watching it. So like, are you sure you really want to do this? And I was like, I think I, I think I got to do this. Like, huh. I mean, like the creator of the show is talking to us directly. It's a really good show. It's on Cartoon Network. I think we got to do this. And he's like, your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rip yeah. Rip 2014 Zen Monkey Studio. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, that went really well, and we were actually we were so we were so we were much smaller at the time. We're still very small, uh, but we were shipping out all those shirts ourselves. So um, we were basically spending three days straight of just shipping out the first thousand shirts, and then um, it kind of like plateaued a little bit. And then season two came out. And, uh, you know, remember when the first few episodes were leaked because, uh, the Adult Swim website coding was a little stupid and people were like, Oh, episode one, underscore two, underscore three. Oh, cool. It works. And I can view the first four episodes. So blips and chits shirts were on like, um, uh, red bubble. And so Justin like texted me, he's like, do this just like legit. And I'm like, yes, boss. Yeah. And then I said to him like, do you, do you want us to fly out there and take notes over season two so that like we can beat the fans that are making blue legs? He's like, that's a great idea. So like, um, from episodes four through nine, he kept, they kept episode 10 to their chest. Uh, I saw them all, uh, before they were premiered and we like rushed through them. So when like, uh, the parasite exterminator shirt with poopy butthole and all the parasites went live, it crashed our site. 
because people oh, were yeah. like, it's legitimate. It's good. And I got to get one. Cause the episode just came out like five days ago. What's going, how did this come out so fast? And uh, yeah. So Rick and Morty kind of changed the whole face of our company. That, that was the, uh, the, that poopy butthole one was, was that the glow in the dark one? It wasn't glow in the dark at first. Uh, okay. We did start eventually make it glow in the dark, but yeah. All right. All right. That, that's, that's, that's the one. That's the other one I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. And then you go into season three and you do the similar thing where, where you're uh, releasing shirts for the episodes, pins for the, ep- each of the episodes as, as they're coming out. I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, has it become more difficult uh, to get designs approved as the, the show's gotten more popular? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Season three was misery. Um, it was not because of the production company. We're on friendly terms of Justin and, and all those people over in uh, California. It's corporate. Once they realized after season two, they have a real hit on their hands is when they really tightened up and made sure that they everything was following the brand and everything has to be a certain way. But there was new employees and they haven't done this before. So they'd be like, could you shrink Morty's pupil 5% and resubmit, please? And then we have to wait 15 days to get a response over his pupil shrinkage. Mm. Uh, we did we did not have episode one things for April Fools because they didn't tell anyone. And I think the only reason why uh, Spencer's did was probably because corporate has a relationship with Spencer's. Mm. Uh, they did not know that I flew out to watch season three uh, January of that year. They, uh, I told them afterwards to be like, you guys just forfeited $10,000 in revenue for your cut because of that. And they were like, Oh, you should have told us. I'm like, you guys <laughs> don't give me any assets. So like we have to fly out and work with Justin because uh, okay. him and his like artists are ready to rock and ready to make good products with us. So, um, yeah, so we didn't have anything for episode one, uh, for that, but then we try to make stuff and it was like, Oh, the Szechuan sauce pin looks weird. Can you like rotate it like five degrees? Can you do this? So we went back and forth two months with a Szechuan pin. And I'm like, this is a waste of time and money. The bootleg <laughs> versions are, are already up and for sale right now. Forget it. Let's move on to the next stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, they, it was like pulling teeth. Um, it was like very hard for us to be like, this is what happens in the episode. Justin wants a Bebo shirt. Just please approve it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, on the, on the, on a, a slight aside on the Szechuan sauce, uh, in hindsight, are you glad that you didn't put a design out for a Szechuan sauce? Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad I'm still not selling a Szechuan design, but like we had better ideas than what became officiated. Right. Uh, like we had a uh, Rick uh, on a throne of Szechuan sauce and they're like, no, that's too much like game of Thrones. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that, and uh, yeah, so, so stuff like that. We had an actual Szechuan sauce dipping thing. And then, you know, like the bootlegs made their own version. And I'm like, see guys. They were on the same wavelength and you ignored it. So now everyone's just going to buy that version. Talking about like bootlegs and things like that. Like we, we've gone to several like comic cons and, and we've seen a lot of people that will just sort of produce unlicensed uh, material. Like how, how is it like that? I guess for one, how do people get away with that? Is it just because it's, it's too hard to 
track them down and, and actually like fight that or, or what it, like um until recently uh cartoon network has been doing an in-house with their legal department but you know cartoon network's legal department is turner broadcasting so they have to right. pick and choose their battles Right. So then the bigger Rick and Morty got, they got a third party to take care of bootlegs more and more. So you're seeing more cease and desist right now, so much so that they were cease and desisting ourselves. And I'm like, can you please tell them to turn back on our Amazon product pages? Because these are ours and they're a bestseller. And why are you doing this to me? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So the bootlegs are always going to happen. Uh, if it's like a fan made thing or a fan parody thing, uh, it's not my responsibility and it's not something that I'm going to spend my time and energy to go after. But if it's someone stealing our art and our assets that we created, or I pay the freelancers, like uh, I work with Erica, the storyboard artist frequently, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm going to stop those. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So with corporate until they got a third party, they had to pick and choose their battles because those, that legal team represents all turn broadcasting. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a that's a pretty wide scope for Turner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, so we we've I've mentioned in uh, Twitter DMs with you before uh, about you know we we have we have our T public site and and we when we come to when we're looking through our designs we're doing our best to pick people who are are actually drawing their own thing and they're not just copying and pasting or uh, running it through a Photoshop filter where it's just a watercolor Rick. And, and so it's, it's difficult weeding through what is, what is real and just what's kind of like, okay, clearly I copied something and I'm making $5 a, a pop on now. Um, how, how do you discern between, I mean, do, do we, do we not do a T public? What, what is a strategy on, <laughs> on that? Or uh, aside from going straight to you, Zen monkey studios. <laughs> How does a customer, how do you guys yeah, avoid? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say customer-wise. Because I, customer, I, know, I know the right answer for us is... It's next to impossible for customers. Like, I mean, like for us, if you go to our product pages, we have to have um, like the, the Adult Swim logo, trademark and copyright, the year that that product page came up in the Cartoon Network. Like, all that stuff is in our contractual agreement. All the product uh, images has the logo. So like that is how you can tell we're authentic, but at the same time, you know, other people can do the same thing and who's to know like what it is and what it isn't. Um, it's really like, you know, just, they got to do research. I mean, Turner broadcasting, all, all license scores, uh, have press releases that say, here are the licensees. Here are the authentic companies. These are all good. Um, but no one, no one reads that. So <laughs> it's really, uh, I don't fault the customers. Uh, even that was even like our defense with Turner is like, please step up your game because my ad campaigns on Facebook are going up against the bootleg ad campaigns. And if a person's not paying attention, they're going to just pick what they like more, or they're going to think all of us are bootlegs. Right, 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 and, and and you you've obviously run up against that problem. Uh, even though even though you are officially licensed and uh, you're selling this this great stuff, you like we get Twitter DMs randomly, and God bless them, they are like, "Hey, can you retweet our site?" And then I go look at the site, and it's again 
just a copy and paste of of a a screenshot from the show onto a black shirt um and and it's a shame for you because we want we want to we want people to go to you not uh knock off tees dot org <laughs> yeah right. yeah well uh our business mentality has shifted uh sort of to the pins uh first of all i'm a fan of the pins but second of all because it takes more time and energy and investment to make these physical products than to take a screenshot and go to teespring and upload it right. so yeah. By showing people that we have these authentic pins and not just like two, three, four, five, we have like 50 of them. Yeah, right. It helps people realize, oh, these people are legit. Uh, and then when we have other properties and other clients, they go, oh, this is like a, an actual company for collectibles. So all these things like complement each other. Yeah. And then you realize that the bootlegs, like the shirts and the posters, people are going to get what they want. And uh, it sucks and it drives us crazy ne- every now and then. But um, like people get screwed over by a T-chip, for example, and then they do their research again. I mean, like the quality on our Amazon shirts are mostly hits, but sometimes it's garbage. And then people think we're a bootleg because it's Amazon, but it's not. Um, right. And it's really just like... I don't know how to explain it. It's really just like those bootleggers will come and go. And like, it's like, okay, I went to Italy on vacation two years ago. And during our like excursion to the countryside, our tour guide even said that Italy is suffering from Italian food bootlegs. And we're like, what does that mean? (laughs) And they said, people from other countries like Turkey are moving to Italy and then importing like lesser quality food and making pasta and pizza stands for the tourists to buy. So like they make a ton of money with the bootleg food from Italy in Italy. It's the craziest thing. It, it just it goes across all industries. Yeah. It's, it's not just for, so, so like we talked about how you guys got started with Rick and Morty, but you guys, excuse me, you guys are, are producing products for a bunch of different IPs now. Like, what is what makes a particular ip like interesting for you guys is it just your particular taste or is there a particular like style of designs that you guys gravitate towards what what when you're when you're looking at other um like shows or things things to produce merch for uh there's a few factors Uh, the biggest most important one is are we a fan of it because Mm -hmm. if we're not a fan of it it's going to be like a slog and it's going to be torturous uh but if we're not a fan of the property, are we the fan of the creators of the show or, you know, are we helping them out? And it's like a, a symbiotic in that way. Um, and if those two miss the mark, we're usually going to say no. Um, then there's also do those properties uh, complement something that we already have. So like when we sent the proposal to Adult Swim for Samurai Jack, we already have Rick and Morty. So we thought Adult Swim. Uh, Samurai Jack, same age group. It's not the same like sense of humor, but it's good and it's artsy. And I think this will complement each other. Didn't happen, but that's why we sent a proposal. Um, you know, with uh, our, some of our Nickelodeon products, uh, it was a combination. Like Oni Press introduced us to Nickelodeon, hmm. and we proposed uh, Invader Zim, and they go, "What else?" And so I said, if we can't get this, this, and that, um, I want uh, the last airbender in Korra. And they go, no one's really doing anything, so it's yours. 
And um, so Zim was because we thought it complimented Rick and Morty. And then um, uh, Cora and Airbenders, because we are fans of it, like my art team, they grew up with, you know, uh, Cora and Airbender. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, after about four months, they told us to come visit them at the offices and then they gave us SpongeBob, you know, like, we're like, oh, okay. Oh. Just, you know, Spongebob, a few of us. We're like, we really SpongeBob. like what you're doing. Can you do some Spongebob, please? And we're like, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, I just wanted to, for a personal preference, uh, MST3K, how'd you, uh, I mean, I don't put this in, in the show, but I'm, I, I love that. I love MST3K. I've always loved it. I would love to know how you got into that. <laughs> I like a lot of it. Uh, Justin does a lot for us. Um even though he's getting more and more busy with his VR stuff, he was very helpful in helping us grow. So when the Kickstarter was announced and it said like Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are writing some episodes or whatever, I messaged him. I'm like, should I get a hold of Joel through his personal website and be like, Hey, I have the Rick and Morty license. Do you want me to do the same and have the Mr. Science theater compliment each other? And he Justin's like, yeah, get a hold of Joel. I'm sure he'll respond to you. So I did. And then I said, blah, 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 Rick and Morty, blah, blah, blah. And Joel goes, that's a great idea. Uh, let me get my manager on this. And then his manager emailed me, goes, hey, tell me about yourself. So blah, 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 same shit. And then they went radio silent. And I didn't hear from them. And I did follow-ups, nothing, follow-ups, nothing, gave up. I said, okay, they're not interested. Uh, the licensing world has an expo. So uh, every May or June, um, all the big properties and brands try to do business. And our very first licensing expo, there was a small agency that took care of Mystery Science Theater. And uh, we didn't have any meetings at the time. So we just went up to them being like, could you guys talk to us? And they're like, can you do the last day? We're like, sure. So we sat down and we spoke to them on the last day. And I said, I grew up with Mystery Science Theater. When I was sick with the flu, my mom would watch it with me in bed and all these things. And he says, like, we really like your do-it-yourself mentality. Compliments the Mystery Science Theater do-it-yourself mentality. Let's get this going. So, and yes, and then the Rick and Morty property also helped them. So um, that's how we got the Mystery Science Theater license. It's uh, basically they had to uh, give the licensing rights to an agency so that companies like us can take care of them. Um, and then, yeah, and then I would just give Justin freebies. As a thank you. <laughs> uh, that's fa that's fantastic. Good good on you, and and I love you uh, just for that. But, <laughs> I mean, Rick and Morty aside, just just for that. that that's yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted I wanted to ask uh, switching switching gears. You know, you have a you have a lot of awesome designs, and I wanted to know. I'm not I'm not an artist, but I wanted to know if you have a team of artists that you work with, or if you reach out and, and contract some. I know I, I posted a picture uh, from Orlando Comic Con uh, from Ian Leno, uh, and you said, "Oh yeah, we can't we we pulled him in for a shirt." Um, so do do you have a team, or or how does that work for you? So um, the team of artists is me and two others and the uh, in house. And then when we have other ideas that we just need to focus our energy on elsewhere, I will hire freelancers. Uh, at the start of this, Justin would send uh, contact info for the artist he works with that he wants them to do more work, you know, to get more money, kind of, you know, like they get a set salary, uh, you know, artists don't get paid enough. 
So uh, he felt like another way to bypass that was send them to me. And uh, so, yeah, that was um, one of the ways how we got a hold of people like Erica. And uh, we also worked for with Max Paulson, who was the character designer. But uh, uh, their schedule for Hollywood is a little crazy. So I would have to just you know find other artists. And sometimes I'd find artists that worked with Oni Press, and then I do things with them. Um, but to make sure that everything was done on a consistent schedule, the in-house artists make sure that we have a catalog ready to go. And then if I have something that uh, a project that a freelancer can do better than us, that's usually when I go to a freelancer now. You know, there's some freelancers that I want to do business with, but the sales are not there right now. So like uh, the more Rick and Morty shirts that are out there, legs are official. Right. Our sales for shirts just started going down fast and our pins are skyrocketing. And uh, we, I'm trying to figure out a way to offer freelance work for the pins because, you know, like a pin is half the price of a shirt or even less than that. And uh, it's hard to be like, yeah, I'll pay you blah, blah, blah. And, upfront and royalties but if i sell 50 pins like you're making like 10 bucks so it's just really fun trying to figure out the sweet spot for uh payment so that they're they're rightfully paid um i'm not sitting on 400 shirts and everyone's happy all right the 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 that down slope of of shirt sales uh do you do you foresee that jumping up again once season four inevitably begins in 2025 or whenever it starts. Yes. I mean, I'm going to uh, fly out uh, before season four to watch the animatics take notes. I might have to take uh, one of my artists with me because they did a lot of the designs blindly. It's basically like I wrote down the summary of all the episodes and I'll quickly write quotes. And then I would go to the producer Mandel and be like, I need the assets for this, 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 and this. And sometimes the quotes change. So we have a quote shirt from uh, the Toxic episode. <laughs> well, it was like, um, let's see where that shirt is. Like he said, like something about like, if God exists, it's fucking me. So I can't say fucking first off. And then uh, like it originally said, if there's a God, it's fucking me. And that, that changed. So the shirt is wrong. Oh, but right. It's still a popular seller. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back and, uh, we're going to do it again, but, uh, Amazon seems to be where all our shirt sales are these days. So, um, we're going to do, we're probably going to do some Amazon exclusives, um, to try and get Amazon all happy with us because it's Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I had, I tried to have a meeting with them at the licensing expo this year to be like, look, I'm going to fly out and take notes. And then like the, the min five minutes after the first airing on the East coast is over. I can have it for sale on catalog, but they didn't want to hear anything about it. So whatever. Mm. So like now you walk into say like a Spencer's or I mean like just about anywhere. And there is so much Rick and Morty merchandise out there is, are, are there fears of like oversaturation with, with Rick and Morty or, is it just sort of you have to play the waves of, of when like episodes come out and things like that? Or um, it's uh, how do I explain this? We have people that follow us and like us for what we're offering because uh, 
it seems like the hardcore fans feel like our quality is the highest caliber because we get it the most. We're not just being like Rick's face and Morty's face. Can I have a portal? The end. Uh, <laughs> and um, defies all logic. That picture. Right. <laughs> so um, because like and then sometimes you see like uh, Spencer is playing catch up to us like their Bevo shirt looks a lot like our Bevo shirt. Um, and then like their <laughs> the poopy bottle uh, family portrait like is the same exact concept as us at the same exact time and like they're that's just what they're gonna do and we're gonna just try and be the fans that we are and make fan made stuff like like I'm on Spencer's website right now they have a new plumbus shirt We've had a plumber shirt at like in 2015. <laughs> like, we don't sell anymore because we don't need it. Like we have right, other shirts yeah. that we need to sell. We have the plumbus pin, but then like a bunch boxlunch.com has a plumbus pin, and but it doesn't kill our sales. Um, so we just, as a company, do not want to put all our eggs in one basket. Right. And it's more like I am forever a fan of Justin and his team of people. And if Rick and Morty ends, it ends, but uh, it's not going to end anytime yeah. soon. It's at least like, 70 more episodes. So. At least 70 more episodes. It's kind of like that's a guarantee that I have at least five to seven more years of proper products for my catalog. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's even, I didn't think about it in that perspective. Yeah. Even if all your yeah. other IPs are gone, you're like, I have <laughs> 70 episodes to sell. Right. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, like, if you look at Spencer's stuff, it's like, yeah, some are good. Like, if you go into the store and you buy it, I'm not going to be like, guys, what are you doing? I'm going to be like, oh, that's a funny shirt. That's a Spencer shirt. Ha-ha. Um, and we're going to try and go for more fan-driven designs. Be like, mm-hmm. like, oh, the fans are resonating with uh, this particular scene. Let's do this. And... Um, you know, like I knew that the Tales from the Citadel episode was going to be a big deal. So I got, uh, oh man, I don't remember. Uh, yes, Mike Goes Geek, who did a few, uh, he did a lot of Rick and Morty, like uh, like Avengers crossover parody shirts. And I found him at uh, Emerald City Comic, no, WonderCon. WonderCon 2017. Yes, last year. And he was like, oh, 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 if you, is this a cease and desist? I'll stop selling my stuff. I'm like, no, other direction. We want you to do authentic stuff now. And he made the Tales from the Citadel poster and shirt for us. Okay. I, I just got that shirt. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's good, amazing. right? And yeah. if you look at Spencer's Tales from the Citadel shirt, it's Morty's Our People, Morty Pride shirt. And it's kind of like, that's funny, but it's not nearly the same, like, same level. Right. So yeah. we want to like offer more shirts like Tales from the Citadel, more shirts where it's like, like, like they, I see a tic-tac-toe Rick and Morty. It's just a Rick and Morty grid, three by three, nine heads. But, you know, my guy did also a grid of Rick heads and Morty heads, but we like uh, threw in Doc and we threw in Marty in there so, from <laughs> okay. the original yeah. concepts. So like, that's the direction we go versus the yeah. direction that, uh, uh, I'd say, I guess Spencer goes like Spencer is, is going after the millions of people that walk in their store at the mall. And we're going after the fans. The difference between a big ass company just trying to be like, Hey, we know this is popular based off of uh, what we've seen after, well, after the just fact. Trying to something. Oh, are you still, my, my internet's all messed up, huh? 
yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, never mind. It's not important what I was saying. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> bigger stores. <laughs> bigger stores, bigger problems. No, bigger stores. They're and they 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 see something is popular and they say, oh well, we know this is popular. Let's go ahead and just push out a design r- real quick. Uh, whereas uh, what you're saying is that you're 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 going after, especially right after an episode airs, like stuff that you know is going to, as you said, resonate with with the fans, as you said with Tales from the Citadel and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then you know we were trying to release new products based off of every episode, but then there's an episode that's not that great, and you're you just got to try and come up with something funny or clever. And then yeah. you're stuck with hundreds of shirts that don't move. That that's that a, is that, what it is. That's a, that's a good, I'm, pic- I'm just oh. picturing whirly Durly shirts, like in boxes behind you right now. <laughs> Correct episode. But that's not the shirt. <laughs> okay. Uh, poor, poor Ridley. Who, who is he to play God? Um, <laughs> uh, well, do you have like a particular like design or, or shirt that you guys have, have made that just like really stands out as like a favorite of yours, or maybe is one that like for the fans has really just been like that hot, shirt that everybody kind of gravitates that hot topic Uh, (laughs) erica's drawing of rick coming out of the portal is based off of uh, another property's my pet monster shirt it's my pet monster all like bold and bright colors with lots of shadow and i showed justin that i'm like what about this but rick and he's like that's fucking awesome so we had Erica do that, and that's why we have a really high contrast shadow of Rick coming out of the portal filled with shadows. And then you see all the bootleg pot sites doing like "sub, brah." Yeah, like, yeah, that's Erica's, and you just added goop to his face. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That, but whenever we sell that at conventions, that sells like really well. Um, our Rick versus the President. It's one of my favorite compositions. It sold well at New York Comic Con, and that was about it. Okay. And then we have shirts that we weren't expecting to be hot. Like our, our original Plumbus were like, really guys. Okay. I guess Justin was right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, and then stuff that we thought were going to be heavy hitters. Like I'll tell you the shirt that our biggest flop, our biggest flop was, uh, attack on summer because attack on Titan had tons and tons of parodies. And then Summer turns into a giant and goes inside out. And I said to them, I'm like, is that a parody of Attack on Titan? And they're like, what? <laughs> so, so I said, if it's not a parody, then like, I think the art department like threw that in there. So we did an Attack on Summer shirt with the composition of Attack on Titan. And it looks really cool in person. And it looks cool as a graphic. We've probably sold out of 600 shirts 80 of them oh wow okay over a year now that's our biggest flop so anybody that's a huge attack on titan fan go go get the attack on summer <laughs> shirt let's let's, let's yeah. help them out <laughs> uh, well, going to charity uh, <laughs> while, while we still have you for a few more minutes i i do want to ask you some sort of rick and morty related questions being as we're a rick and morty podcast so like as as a fan, do you like have like a particular like favorite episode or or something that you just kind of go back to as something that stands out for like your favorite Rick and Morty uh, moments? Uh, I think my favorite is the Citadel episode. When I saw that as a storyboard, I was like, "Oh shit, this is this is the fan favorite." Here it is. Yeah, yeah. And I was right. <laughs> um, I also liked uh, 
the breaking out of jail episode. I liked uh, for season two. I liked, I liked the uh, what's it called? The Jerry and Bess plot when they're in therapy <laughs> more than I liked the Tiny Rick stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also liked the toxic episode because I liked the idea that. Uh, you know, they're detoxing, they're going to spa day, they're super stressed out. I'm like, this is me, this is my life. <laughs> um, I really like the the Parasite episode, which so does everyone except for my uh, one of my artists. And, um, and, yeah, and for season one, I think the best was the Intergalactic Cable. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. We're absolutely. right there, right there with you on that. Uh, yeah. Do do you do you have a uh, a favorite moment or character that you relate to the most in in the show? Like Travis and I, we had this conversation a long time ago. We're like, oh, maybe I'm more of a Jerry than a than a Rick. Well, isn't that the, the saying that everyone's really a Jerry when they think they're a Rick? We're all we're all Jerry's. Yeah, we're all Jerry's. <laughs> Who do I resonate with the most? Oh man. Is it? I, I don't know. I think I edited that this dead air because I, I don't think I have an actual answer for that one. Forty minutes uh, can't answer questions. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, man, um, if, if if you could if you could uh, f marry or kill, no, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a question you don't have to answer. Um, okay, all right. Well, who's your favorite character? If you can't relate, if you can't, if you don't know who to relate to. If you say Rick, my I mean, favorite character. Of course, so does Rick not count because that's everyone's favorite character? Yeah, because he's such a strong character. I will, I will throw you a curveball and I'll say no, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rick doesn't count. So my next favorite character is probably got to be. <clears throat> I got to go through every single episode in my head. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just do the 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 noise. <laughs> This year, this you indexing your I okay. I, out of irony, I do like Jerry because I think he's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I like. I would not like wear a Jerry shirt, but watching a Jerry episode, that's good. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, like that, that's sort of the problem of some of these family members. You're like, they're funny to watch, but do I really want to spend twenty bucks on a shirt from them? Yeah, right. Like, the answer is usually no. If you did a design of uh, marriage therapy, like, yeah, this is it, I've done this, so this isn't this isn't what I want to uh, publicize to the world. Uh, so as everyone, true, true that, except Travis in his perfect life, whatever, man. <laughs> Is is there a la, this is the last question I, I I have for you before before you got to run? Do you have a piece of Rick and Morty merchandise set or design that you you wanted to do that you weren't able to do for whatever reason? Uh, we were trying to do a typography of Rick and Morty's logo, and every single letter was a scene from the series. And uh, it was a really good concept, and we almost got it finished, but then you keep opening up the asset file, and it just does not look like it's going to translate to be a legible shirt. It just doesn't feel like it's translating, and I shelved it. Um, But I think, and also, uh, there are lesser cool versions that did get made, and so now it's going to be too similar to something that already exists, but I think our version would have been better. Got it. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, well I, I uh, hope that you have it. 
and you'll <laughs> and that you know you'll do it better you'll do it better than them it's fine we got plenty of other things cooking <laughs> in the kitchen yeah uh, well, obviously, uh, your website is, is a great place where Amazon apparently is another great place to, to find all of your merchandise. But uh, as far as like Comic Cons, are there any any other things coming up that um, if people are interested in getting their hands on some of some of this merchandise that were, they should check out? So uh, Oni Press is going to have a golden pickle Rick pen that we helped manufacture for them at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, there's a few other limited edition pins that we sent to Cartoon Network. I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to just hand, they're probably going to hand it out just like select people. Uh, I don't know when and where. And, um, you know, we're working on New York Comic Con stuff right now. And then we're also working on limited edition runs of pins in particular to be like, until season four comes out, get Vance Maximus, get Supernova, get, uh, Get Sleepy Gary as a pen. So <laughs> stuff like that is going to be coming our way. Um, and yeah. And then I'm going to play uh, Justin's VR games because I want to. And yeah, we all we all want to. And even I if we don't too. own Sony consoles. And we bought Vibes thinking that was the future. Get on get, get with the program, <laughs> Travis. PS4 is way of the future. <laughs> well... Josh, thank you so much for, for joining us. And, and we really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to kind of talk about your your company and, and your work with Rick and Morty. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And how, and how, how can people get a hold of you that can't, can't give that up? Can't give that moment up. Got, you got your website, got your Twitter. And tell us, tell us how. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the one that's talking on Twitter for the most part. Every now and then, is someone else. Uh, Facebook is neglected, and uh, I'm going to be starting a blog soon, so you can get more behind the curtain stuff because uh, we got some interesting stories to share. And yeah, if you ever need to get a hold of me, you can always go to our contact page, and then uh, customer service will forward the email to me. There you go. Yeah, at Zen Monkey Studio. That's the that's the Twitter handle. Just go follow them right now, everybody. And there you go. There is our interview with Josh from Zen Monkey Studios. That, that's that's right. That's right. You know, when when the interview started, I was I was a little I w- not hesitant, but I w- I was like, oh no, he's gonna hate us. He hates us so much. And then and then as the interview went on, uh, it was I, I liked it, and he gave us really really good insight into that whole business aspect of it. Yeah, I, I think for me it was really kind of fascinating to hear like how involved Justin was early on with with getting the whole like relationship going with Zen Monkey Studios and and making sure that he found licensees that really understood Rick and Morty and wanted to make quality products for the fans. Like he didn't want junk for the fans to have. He wanted us to have really cool merch and Zen monkey studios is, is doing a great job of providing really cool merch for people. This, this isn't a paid advertisement for Zen monkey studios. I, I guess we should have mentioned that early on, but uh, <laughs> like this was just a really cool opportunity for us to kind of get uh, uh, some more insight into something that is huge. Part of Rick and Morty now is, is merchandise. So yeah. uh, again, big, big thanks to Josh for coming on the show and, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to him. It was, and, and it's really cool uh, talking to to him specifically and his company specifically because they're they're so they're they're, they're small, right? They're not they're not a, they're they're a mom and pop merchandise yeah. <laughs> uh, store. I mean, I, I say that, but that's actually really the case because it, you know co founded it. It's a family it's a family business, and 
and so it was good to having their their uh feedback on it and you know because we're not going to get like i it could be cold day in hell when we get uh funko in here to be like yeah, yeah. well well rick rick and morty is just part of hundreds of licenses yeah. that we have or, or hot the topic epic onslaught of <laughs> pop culture that we churn out of the funko factories on right. a regular basis right and so it, it's we love good. you funko don't hate us <laughs> so it's good to see self-made folks uh, telling telling us their story and it uh, i'm not i'm not an artist travis you, you know this uh it, it's it's cool to me that uh, the, the story of you know just starting off doing grand theft auto um he, he worked uh, if you go to Twitch, I'll put that link in there that I mentioned in there. It, they talk about some yeah, other... Yeah, he, he started working with uh, Loot Crate early on, which makes yeah. me wonder if I have any like old Loot Crate shirts yeah. that he worked on. Like, yeah. I don't know. should go back and check the, the closet. Uh, so so for aspiring artists out there, uh, Daticus, you know, if you're watching, you, you know, get out there and... Uh, or watching, listening. Get out there and, and, and push your stuff and uh you know good luck good luck to you out there they, yeah josh all right josh did it you can do it too you Ding. can do it all right uh that's it for the main thing it is now time for our final segment of the episode listener suggestions and short outs oh yeah uh, we that's got a, a thing couple we of couple of standout uh, items here uh first from twitter our longtime uh con- conspiracy nut if you will yeah. he's he's really into uh, some of the potential uh, theories that, that go into Rick and Morty. Uh, Dominic Cobb writes on Twitter, so Rick and Morty pod, I need to know your thoughts of, of why Snowball being held by quote mode evil and quote mode Morty <laughs> in that at Snickers commercial. Uh, basically, wants to, if, if you haven't seen the commercial, uh, we retweeted this tweet with a link to uh, the YouTube page where you can see a Snickers commercial and it's got Rick and Morty in it. And it's done basically in a parody homage style to the original Batman TV series uh, opening, like opening credit scene. Yeah. 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 So that's a thing that happened. (laughs) It is. And, and uh, the commercial I think came out in like March or so. So it's been out a couple months and it, Mm -hmm. uh, Thanks, thanks to to Dominic. We, I, yeah, I hadn't seen it before before you brought it up. Uh, and, and at first, because the quality was kind of shaky, I was like, "Is this even a real commercial?" And in the first place I looked, it was like a kind of a bootleg YouTube site. So I was like, it "Doesn't even mm-hmm. look like it's an official video." But then Snickers official, uh, you know, there's there's that, so, and it was on Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so I mean, the, the question is why snowball is is being held by by evil morty because there's there's a, a real quick scene where uh the the testicle guy from episode one of season two uh the time traveler and a bunch of other like villains yeah it's it's just like a ton of like basically the villains if you will yeah of of rick and morty are all grouped together which is like almost a shot for shot sort of play off the batman opening credits where you see all of Batman's villains, the Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, things like that, Riddler, all grouped up in that same way. And that and a whole bunch of like just non-specific thugs are also in the mix for some reason. But you know, they're there. Uh and and so my to my answer to your question, we've we've 
we've kind of avoided it long enough. But uh, my idea of why Evil Mortimer is holding Snowball is because if he didn't, we probably wouldn't see him. Snowball is really small and he would be off screen. So <laughs> the two options the animator probably had were put Snowball in the mech suit or just have one of the other characters hold him. Why not evil mode, quote, Morty, quote, mode. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I... Uh, I I think it, I think it's a uh, an interesting choice not to put Snowball in the uh, mech suit and and be, and be held by Evil Morty. And I would argue, here's what I would argue: I would argue that Snowball isn't a villain anyway; that he's in the wrong place. He's just misunderstood. He's just he's 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 not a he's not a, he's a good he's a good guy. He's fighting for independence. Speaking of which, he's a I, good dog. I good I, dog. I started watching the Ken Burns documentary on, on Vietnam <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's a people who want their, their independence, uh, from colonialists. You know, I, I empathize with them. They just want their testicles somewhere. <laughs> that, That's all that they want. That's right. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel that commercials are canon technically, um, I think they are a cash grab and that's, and that's fine. That's, that's good. Uh, I don't, I don't sit back and look at the Carl's Jr. Commercials or the old spice spray commercials and think that this is part of the overall, you know, true narrative of the show. So commercials are kind of a, a fun place to express yourself and also make them money. What about, what about the, the run the jewels video? Would you, would you put that in? I canon? don't, I kind I kind of don't think of that as canon either. I think of that as like an like side advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun project for an animator to work on <laughs> uh, while they don't have scripts to animate. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All uh, right. One, one quick aside. Uh, thanks to Dominic Cobb Thank for uh, earning himself a three day Twitter ban. He says he just got a three day Twitter ban for quote, aggressive following. Uh, because he tried to follow all of our followers to help promote us. So uh, sorry that you got put in Twitter jail, um, <laughs> but thanks for the support. We appreciate yeah. it. Here, here's here's a here's a here's a, a tip from Twitter experts Brandon and Travis. Uh, I I used to do just it's it's a, a lot of a lot of people do this when they're looking for followers. They just like they they find somebody who is in a, a niche that they want. To, to capture and, and then they they go and follow all of their followers but here's the thing you can't you can't just spam it you have to space it out a little bit you have to like it's kind of like a second or, or two in between each each new follow and then i think there's only like a max of like 250 a day you can do anyways i haven't done that in a long time um because i i was like you know what let's let's grow let's grow our followers naturally uh, organically organically non-gmo and i, I just want to say uh br- to bring that up i'm proud that we have surpassed the 1500 follower mark organically over that hump God. organically yes. yes thank you to everybody that follows us on twitter and responds and retweets all of yeah. our our musings from week to week and so. thank and thank uh, you for yeah. your help in that dominic <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, over in emails, we got an a- the email account is still working, ladies and gentlemen, because Hey-o. we just got an email uh, this last week from Jim Gallagher, 
who uh, I believe might be across the pond somewhere. Oh yeah, you you are you are right about that, sir. Very very astute. He- <laughs> he writes, Hi guys, I only discovered the podcast last week and I just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying it so far. I'm hooked. It's so great to have something to look forward to and it quells my need for Rick and Mortyness perfectly. I've not made it to the episodes that focus on specific episode breakdowns yet, but I can't wait to hear them. I'm definitely going to check out the comics now. Thanks. Great work. Keep it up. Kind regards, Jim Gallagher. Uh, and then and then I asked him uh, you know, uh, first, you know, thanks for, thanks for listening. And uh, is there anything that you want us to, uh, to cover specifically? And he wrote back, off the top of my head, I'd say a di- dissection of all things Scary Terry, bitch. He's still my favorite character, and I could talk about him all day. I'm so happy he makes an appearance in the comics. Hell yeah, he does. Hell yeah, yeah. he does. He, he ran out and bought those comics like within that week. That's right. And took a trip down to the shop. Uh, so glad we could inspire anybody to support comic artists. Uh, create another revenue stream and... and potential debt for jim uh good good on you yeah uh i still have way more comics than i have time to read uh but yeah i scary terry is one of those characters that like you could almost you could almost envision like a spinoff series for scary terry but the fact that he's only really in one episode uh it's really like only in like half of one episode um it's it's fun to kind of think about what what the potential is with Scary Terry, um, but I don't know. I feel like we've we've definitely talked about Scary Terry yeah. a good bit uh, I, in that in that particular episode breakdown. You know, you talk about you talk about a Scary Terry spinoff. I think it would be cool if in this Scary Terry spinoff that w- that we're talking about, it it was it was Scary Terry in his nightmare world, and you know his he gets a, he get he gets into dreams of somebody else. And he has to figure out, it's kind of like a workplace thing where he's like, oh, you know, like, what is this person afraid of? How do I, how do I, how do I incorporate his fears into a kind of Rube Goldberg kind of gimmick for me to, to kill him? Uh, you know, it's, I, it's an office drama, maybe single cam. Uh, <laughs> there's probably some interviews. It's basically the office. It's yeah. the office with scary. Terry. It's, it's basically it's basically the office. <laughs> and Steve Car- Carell uh, voices the yeah his boss. Yeah, he's there. He can be there. And Ricky Gervais. Is... Oh yeah, two two guys playing the same character. Yeah, and and Stephen Merchant. You throw him in there. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah, I, I I love Scary Terry. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. So I uh, we uh, yeah, I don't know if we could break them down more than what we're we're doing. We could try someday for you for you, Jim. Someday, Jim. Someday. someday. But thanks for the email. Hey, Jim uh, from the office. Oh my gosh, Jim. It's you. <laughs> uh, thanks for, thanks for writing, man. We we appreciate we appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully hopefully we answered your question. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you have a question for us, send us an email or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is also an option uh, if, if you're if you're really just sticking to Facebook. Um, but yeah, we, we we love getting you know messages from you guys, and, and hopefully we we get a chance to answer them on on a future episode or or you know just sending you directly a response. That's right. Uh, you know, you know, like like if you set if you send us one like the day this episode comes out. You're gonna have to wait like a couple weeks, <laughs> yeah, for us to talk about on the show. So, so we'll probably respond right away. So yeah, so I'm, but like you have time is is basically it. like you have time yeah. for us to to cover it. Yeah. 
maybe uh, maybe just like set an alert on your phone oh yeah and like for like t- like a week from now so that like <laughs> then we get that message <laughs> and we're like oh check out this great message and then we like talk about the message to each other and like should you write a response or should i i don't oh, uh, i mean like oh God. will will, more your thing will they like, won't they uh, we don't, uh, <laughs> the the eternal struggle yeah. struggle uh, Absolutely. Last last little bit, Travis. Good news. We have we have another we have another review out there over on iTunes. Hey, love those reviews. Here, here's here's a a five star review. Thank you. It's titled "My Fave TV Show and I'm 11." It's by Dex Arson Fan. And S- say I'm 11. And I'm 11. And okay. and the uh, the review simply states it's true. My fave TV show, and I'm 11, It's True, by Dex Arson Fan. Thank you, Dex Arson Fan. We Thank love, you. We love the concise nature of your yeah. <laughs> review. I don't, I, I like that you said nothing about the podcast necessarily, unless it's like your favorite <laughs> podcast show, in which case, awesome. We love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know. And it, and if the, you, the, the important the important thing is that you went out and you wrote a review for the show. And and if you're listening to this podcast right now and maybe you think, wow, if an 11-year-old can write a review, what's stopping me? <laughs> well, don't 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 let anything stand in your way. Head out to Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know if Spotify has a review system, but we're definitely on Spotify so. if if you're listening over there. Yeah. Or, po- uh, Podbean, Stitcher. Spotify, uh, you know, Stitcher, whatever. yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, mostly Apple Podcasts. Go over there and write a review. Uh, slap some stars on there. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to everybody that's taking the time to do that or share the show with your friends on Twitter or just like walk up to your friend and be like, hey, hey. have you listened to this podcast? Listen. And then you force force the earbuds into their ears. Yeah, it, it's kind of like Clockwork Orange, but instead of like propping the eyes open, it's <laughs> like you propping the ears open. <laughs> so well, I, for, I for one try to avoid sharing earbuds like over your headphones no big deal but earbuds that feels that feels more intimate i i agree i agree with that it's like sharing a toothbrush you know you just, just kind of don't want to do it yeah <laughs> um all right and on that note that's our show everybody note, thank you so uh, much for listening i i do i do have uh, we're about to head out but just to let you know this wasn't the last interview that we have uh this is a great interview, but we have one more interview before we go on a hiatus, and that's going to come out in two weeks. But just just keep an keep an ear out for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and until then, of course, uh, I am Brandon, and I'm Travis, and we will see you on the other side of the dimension. <laughs> that was bad. That was